Hey guys, it's the Life of an Average Joe podcast. I'm Brandon. I don't have to keep introducing myself, but I will. There might be some first-time listeners out there. I am stoked to be here. This has been uh, planned for quite some time now, and I'm very excited. But before I dive in to the podcast, I want to say thanks again to everybody for listening and supporting. Uh, I appreciate that. You guys wiped me out of my my latest batch of stickers. Uh, I do have more stickers coming. Um, I also know that there was a link issue on my website with uh, some merch. So um, that should be resolved uh, by now. Um, Hopefully, (laughs) if it's not resolved by now, then there's something seriously wrong. Um, But it should be resolved by now. And all the links are there for for the, the little bit of merchandise I have. More to come in August. So... Uh, look, I'm a baller on a budget, so we got to do what we got to do. But this episode <laughs> is part of the summer sessions, if you will, and it is summertime in Texas. Uh, right now, today, when I am recording this, even though technically this is dropping in July, I'm recording this in June. Um, so, yes, I know, right? The, the magic's gone. Um, <laughs> it is 103 outside. And, uh, yeah, this is early for us. Last year, we didn't hit 100 till the end of June. We got 104 coming. We got some hot, hot. So I imagine by the time you listen to this in July, we'll all have lost 15 pounds, which is a good thing. Yes. And we'll stink. So um, this is part of my summer sessions. And as you can hear in the background, I'd like to welcome back my friend, my fellow podcaster, amazing artist, co-host of the show nick luck ah you humble me yeah. or you honor me too actually they, both of those thank you very much um it's great to be back i know dude you're you're a reg you are a regular on here and by the way shout out to my crew and my friends and my good buddies at the notes mcgoats podcast don't worry guys you're next so don't worry <laughs> okay gotta get you on here although they're supposed to be flying down here so um, we're going to be doing, I think they're coming down for a weekend. Uh, we're going to be doing, <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's going to be an adult weekend. Let's just put it that way. We're going to be podcasting and dropping lives all over the place when these guys get down there. So um, that's going to be fun. But Nick, we're here, man. And just in a matter, really hours, if you think about it, this, you know, we've got Thor, the fourth installment of the Thor solo movies, the only one out of the original OG Avengers to get four movies. We've got Thor love and thunder dropping. And I love that title. It's, it's been really nice how they've like come up with different words for each one. And I think besides Ragnarok, love and thunder is like a good runner up for like one of the better um, titles for the, in the MCU. Bro. I want that eighties poster on a t-shirt. Oh Yeah. I, I was looking for that actually somewhere. the other day. It's got to be out there. Do you think I can get it? Uh, I could probably. I bet you Amazon has it. You think I can get? I can definitely get one of those by Saturday when I actually go see this movie. Oh yeah, I would imagine probably like either there or Hot even Topic. Hot Topic if possible. Hot Topic. Do you, yeah. Isn't it amazing how Hot Topic's gone for full circle? I loved it when I was younger, then didn't care, and now I love it again. <laughs> right. It was it was tricky back in the day. <laughs> it got a little weird, man. But you know what? I've always had a weird thing. Man, you know what? 
that's a different podcast. I was going to say, I've always, had, <laughs> I've always had my run-in with some golf girls, but that's a different pod. That's the after-hours show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fun episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will do that. Yeah, yeah uh, maybe I will. Why not? Anyway, let's talk about four. And what I wanted to do on this episode is not just focus on the movie, because we talked about that. Uh, we are going to talk about our, our predictions and what we think and all that. By the way, I've still got it on lockdown. I have not watched the trailer. Man. I've got to tell you, what I've done is very brave. And I should be awarded for this because I did it for No Way Home, lockdown. Multiverse of Madness, there was only one spoiler that, that, that got me, and that was Patrick Stewart. That was yeah. But, you know, when he shows up to the premiere, you're like, oh, of course he's in it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't try to hide him this time like they did uh, Toby and Andrew. I love how they actually had to sneak into the premiere. <laughs> I love that. Man. So, but I, but I didn't see the trailer for Multiverse of Madness. And guess what? Other than the still shot, the one still shot that, I, that just popped up on my feed for gore, I haven't seen anything but that little tiny teaser trailer that we saw before Multiverse of Madness. I haven't watched the new trailer. And I'm continuing with this saga, dude. I'm going to continue with that so I so I don't have anything spoiled in my life when I go see this movie. Um, but I wanted to talk about Thor because Thor's had a huge journey in the MCU. I mean, this is a character that has been around since the 60s in the comic books. Mm-hmm. But in the MCU, he's an OG, man. I mean... Dude, he has been around for a long time. And he's gone through so many different uh, changes, I guess you could say, as far as looks, as far as personality, as far as um, what he's had to deal with. Because the very first time that the very first Thor solo movie, which was just titled Thor, right? I don't think that was yeah. That came out in 2011. Oh. bro. That's a long time ago. Now, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, because I do forget. Thor dropped before the first Avengers movie, right? Or did it drop after? Uh, I dropped before because I remember Thor 2 takes place after Avengers. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. You're right. Um, yeah, because they bring Loki back and all that nonsense. Right. Um, so if you think about this, let's let's go back to the Thor movie. What were your initial reactions when you saw the first Thor movie? <coughs> Excuse me. It, <laughs> He's not. I was trying to come back. <laughs> um, it's it that COVID like, herpy thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. No bueno. <laughs> I'm fighting it. Uh, but anyway, um, I was super excited because um, it wasn't until Avengers when I really started to do a deeper dive into the comics than what I did before, because I was more of a casual fan back there. I enjoyed it, but I didn't take the time to go deep into it. So a lot of these movies were my a lot of my first major um, experiences with, with these characters. And it was great seeing Thor, especially because they were, it wasn't on Earth for the most part. Well, excuse me, I said that wrong. It didn't um, start on Earth. It had the, it had um, Asgard, and then it went to Earth. But it, it connected more things outside of that. It, it was kind of the, 
I would say, I guess I would include that in the cosmos because that's another realm. So playing the cosmos. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it was our, it was a first major jump in the MCU to the, the cosmic side of things. So it was a big risk because if they messed that up, they probably wouldn't have touched again for quite some time. But um, yeah, I was very excited uh, with what they did with it. And it was, it, it piqued my interest to, you know, keep learning more. So when I first saw the the, the original Thor movie, <clears throat> I knew it was going to be different. I loved the cast, obviously. I mean, it was just a great cast from across the gambit, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was interested to go to Asgard and go to these places that we had read about in the comics or knew about in the comics. And, and we got to explore because, like you said, we, we hadn't seen anything. We haven't dabbled into that realm yet, you know. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, Earth, you know, everything with Iron Man was Earth. <clears throat> We hadn't gone to that. Even with the Incredible Hawk movies with Edward, Edward Norton, Earth, you know, there's nothing outside of that. We hadn't seen the Avengers stuff yet. So this was this was new, you know. Um, and that was really cool. I remember watching it and being kind of like in awe, like when they showed Asgard. I was like, whoa, this is fun, you know. Yeah. But I remember the first time, not, pre- not like liking it, but not really liking it a whole lot. Like I liked it and I thought it was good, but I was like, eh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I just wanted more as we've developed with Thor and watched other things. I've gone back, you know, especially during the end game days when I went back and watched everything. And then by the way, before this podcast, I have watched every movie that Thor's been in. I watched Thor one through three and I watched Avengers not every movie, that's a lie. I watched um, one through three, and then I watched Infinity War and Endgame. I did not watch Ultron or the original Avengers. Um, yeah, that's a lot of meat and potatoes. To- <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was a lot to begin with anyway. Right. <laughs> but I saw Thor for the third time just recently, and I got to be honest with you. I appreciate that movie way more now because, man, it really had a lot of layers to it. We saw Thor as this child almost. This spoiled, egotistical brat king. He wasn't even the king yet. And he was just kind of a brat. He kind of did what he wanted. Everybody loved him. Good looking dude. So he just walked around like like a Roman soldier, you know? Just, I could see why Loki was like, dude, you're kind of annoying. You know, like, yeah. you know, I could see that. Like, bro, you're, you're flocking your golden hair everywhere. You're obviously dad's favorite. And uh, you kind of annoying, but and, and he was, I mean, he was so egotistical that he almost destroyed Asgard by bringing a war into their domain that he shouldn't have. And Odin stripped him of his power. And that might have been the most pivotal moment, I think, in Thor's life. Right, because it wasn't until the end when he was talking to Loki and nearly died to kind of talk to Loki and, you know, kind of make amends for what's transpired and pretty much nearly dying, getting the uh, hammer back, realizing, okay, I know what I need to do now to be um, a proper, you know, to to be who I really need to be at this moment. And yeah, through that, from that onward, he, grew and grew and i like how it kind of comes full circle when we go to ragnarok where he kind of feels like he's nothing without the hammer 
And then his dad's like, what are you? God of hammers. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Like we actually saw, um, we saw him realize like, well, my hammer brings me my power, brings me my strength. And he relied on that so much. And he did have, he did have that conversation with Loki. Like, you know, Hey brother, you are my brother. You know, it doesn't matter about this other stuff. You know, like it, it really, he became, to me, he became Thor in the Thor movie. Yeah. You know, he wasn't necessarily Thor, so to speak. Um, wasn't like peak Thor just yet. It wasn't. But he was getting there. He, yeah. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, so I really enjoyed seeing him in that. And we got to kind of get some more backs. We got some really definitive story with Loki as far as who, where he came from. And really what ultimately set up the whole reason that he attacked Earth and the Avengers. I mean, getting, you know, finding out that he's really not Odin's son. Finding out who he really is, you know, raised by the frost. Well, he was a frost, a half frost giant kid, you know. Yeah, that was that was a very interesting twist. I know some people weren't a fan of that, but I was like, hey, it's a film adaptation. Give them uh, the, you know, they, they should have the right to, you know, mess around, see what works, see what doesn't. Yeah, I, I really liked that. I, I thought it was cool, you know, because I mean, it really hasn't played into effect into anything down the road. Mm -hmm. uh, something different. Um, but then we got to see him kind of propel himself into floating around the cosmos being like, well, I want to be king. I want revenge on Thor. I want revenge on my dad. Um, I've already tried to attack Earth once. Now I got this, this Thanos dude here who says I can go ahead and attack the Earth. And uh, okay, he's giving me an army. And then he came into Avengers and tried to do that whole thing. But from Thor 1 to him going to the Avengers, there was a lot of growth with Thor. A lot of, on a mental level, you know, he was way more mature. Uh, even from at the end of Thor 1, when he was becoming Thor, as he went to Earth to get his brother, he was all business. Like, I don't care who you are. Like, when he was fighting Iron Man and Captain America and all that, dude, that was a cool scene, man. Yeah, like he didn't care about them. He's like, "You're whoever. I just want my brother, and you guys can go ahead and do your thing." Like he was strictly business, all about Asgard. I'm heading back to Asgard. Like my favorite part of that was Thor going, "Oh, you want me to put the hammer down?" <laughs> Slams it on Cap's shield, and then they're like, "Okay, I think we're done here." I know, <laughs> but, you know, Cap just takes the whole impact or the shield rather. Dude, and Tony was <laughs> like, "He did, don't do that." He's like, uh, "Bad choice, uh, bad choice of words there." Uh, cap he's like uh he's like he really loves his answers. don't do it don't do it <laughs> yeah that was that was cool i know right at the end he's like yeah we're done <laughs> well i also think at that moment too that set up a very pivotal moment for the respect that thor had for captain america because he saw him what he did during that scene he fought with him he fought his brother and fought with cap then we go into Ultron, and you could tell that they're all a lot closer. And that's when Cap tries to lift the hammer at the point. Oh, yeah. And and you could see Thor like, this is the only one I was worried about, really. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, I want, I want to be worthy, and me alone did not take my hammer. 
<laughs> do you know that uh, Whedon, even though he's a tool, um, he said that Cap could absolutely lift that hammer during that time, but they wrote it to just move it as if Cap didn't want to do it to embarrass his friend Thor because he had at him and they were they were close they weren't they weren't where they were in endgame they were just becoming close and he thought that if cap lifted it like cap's mentality was like if i lift it i'm gonna embarrass my friend thor even though oh yeah he was that cap's character was written as being worthy to lift it they didn't have him do it which would have been dumb at that moment anyway but i thought that was an interesting way to look at it though you know yeah, it's perfect because um, it's good foreshadowing. We get that little bit of a budge. We see Thor nervous. And, of course, everyone's thinking, oh, snap, come full circle eventually. And then the burst, the, the rage, of not rage, but the it, the uh, insane amount of excitement when it finally happens in Endgame is just unbelievable. But, um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense because Cap is a great judge of character. He would know that what this hammer means to Thor um since they've had time to bond since um avengers and two they all kind of know that they're they're getting along a lot better than the first movie for sure but they're still they still don't know each other really really well yet so there's still some barriers there and there's things they got to tread lightly around first to really get to how they were by the end of well by the time endgame or infinity war endgame come around so yeah it, it makes a lot of sense why he wouldn't have done that at that time yeah exactly they they, they were close but they weren't like they were at endgame you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> and thor was still coming into his own i mean he, yep. you know again dealing with everything he dealt with loki uh dealing with everything that he has dealt with his dad and and that whole dynamic so looking at Thor movies, one of the movies out of the, the four so far and, and all the appearances that gets a lot of heat is Thor 2, Dark World. Now, Thor 1 made 645. Thor 2 actually made closer to 8. Um, Bruh. Yeah. Um, Ragnarok did 845, I believe, or 850. Heck, um, yeah. It was the sixth most... At the time, the sixth most uh, highest grossing MCU movie or something. I don't remember. Um, That's fair. I, it's up there for me. So that makes sense. So Thor 2 gets a lot of crap. Okay. It's a, complete, yeah. it's a completely different feel. We now know a lot about Thor. We saw Thor 1. We saw Avengers. Thor goes back. He's got Loki. Loki's back in it um, again. So this is our third time we're seeing Loki, which is fine. Um, I mean... He's a great, he's a great character, and mm-hmm. super connected to Thor. They introduce the Dark Elves, um, which I got to be honest with you, I had no problem with. That's cool. They, they, something interesting. It's literally the opposite of the Asgardians. Like they are the opposite. Right. Um, we also get introduced to another Infinity Stone. In an interesting way, too. Like you, you would expect it to be. In its well stone form, but it's dead in this liquid. Or it's been a while since I should have. I meant to watch the movie before we did this, but I remember it being more like a more like a, a mist or liquid it, form or something like that. It's like a smoky mist. It almost looks like a 
demon possessed type creature, but it's this thick smoke mist that almost takes over the person's body, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is an interesting way to do it, but I, I again, I had no problem with it. Now, this movie got a lot of hate, and I gotta say this I watched this recently. I mean, we're talking the last couple of weeks here. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, that movie is like 75% to 78% good. It's it's really the third act of the movie that I didn't like at all. Mm. The first the first and second are great. The whole idea that these dark elves can sneak in and take out Asgard, they kill his mother, which is like huge. Yeah. We see the rage of Thor like we haven't seen in the other two movies. I mean, he comes in with a vengeance and starts thrashing people once he sees his mom get killed. Um, and Loki feels pain too because he was a, he was well guilty for that too. For the he, he was partly guilty for the cause of her death. Yes. But um, but you know he also that, that's the one person really out of the family. I mean, yes, Thor, but he loved that. He loved. He looked at her as a mother. Yeah, that's what I really appreciated about how even with the Loki show, they were good to kind of reestablish, even though this is a different Loki, it is still close to home because he's experienced most of the stuff up until Dark World. So it's enough where he can still understand and develop into the Loki that we know now. Um, And yeah, I think I, I would agree with you there. Um, I don't remember a lot, but I I remember most of the movie up until the very end. And I remember the Dark Elves sneaking in, that whole segment, Heimdall taking out one of the ships. Like, oh my, that was so good. <laughs> it was fire. Like, we had never, I mean, obviously we just met Asgard, you know, mm-hmm. as, a, as a world. But to see, I mean, like, he sensed it, but he couldn't see them. He didn't know where they were. And we and and who I guess I just didn't expect it. I didn't expect that level of destruction and attack on Asgard that quick into the movie. I just didn't. And it looked for a while there that most of this movie, these dark elves were like running one step ahead, all the, like the whole time that their powers they were they were coming and nothing was going to stop them. Um, so I really enjoyed that, and I really enjoyed seeing. Again, a layered relation relationship between Thor and Loki. We got to we actually got to see more of that and find out more about their families. And we see Thor; he's a different man. He's so different compared to what he was in the first Thor and the Avengers. He's again matured. He's settling into who he is as an Asgardian and what he means to the world. What he means to well, when he goes back to Jane, you know, he loves that girl. Like he, you feel it. I didn't really feel it in the first movie that much. I felt like a little bit, but in the second movie, you feel that love that he has for this girl. Oh yeah. That's why it was so weird in Ragnarok. They're like, yeah, sorry. She broke up with you. Like what, what just happened? Yeah. That was like right off. And I always, I need to look into that because I don't know the real story behind the fact that she wasn't in it unless they just didn't have plans for her or there was, you know, it just seemed like, it seemed like there had to be a reason, right? Cause I mean, the way Thor two ended, I thought for sure she was coming back. 
Yeah, I'm. My guess is they were probably thinking of the Jane Foster storyline, but they weren't. Maybe they weren't sure exactly how they wanted to do that yet. But at the same time, it's still weird. Like, why would you just have them break off? Just you know, just a random uh npc pretty much saying oh yeah hey sorry jane broke up with you like who are you <laughs> well, there, was a, there was a lot of time though if you think about it if you look at thor 2 dark world we had the avengers age of ultron before we had ragnarok so there was right. a lot going on in the world you know what i mean yeah um and it makes sense too especially with thor you know he he's between different realms and this is something that's pretty common in the comics and the t- yes. and the cartoons and stuff, he he is always torn between the two, especially when it comes to him inheriting the crown. He's always he always has a soft spot in his heart for Earth, and yeah, but he you know he he has duties he has to do in both realms. So it's it, it may it, I get why they did it, but at the same time, it's like well, okay, maybe they'll explain it a bit more in uh, Love and Thunder. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I feel like we're. Yeah, well, they're going to have to do, do a lot of explaining in Love and Thunder. But, right. Um, but during Dark World, we see Thor really kind of become who he is. But all the while, there's this little subtext. There's these little sub-things happening with Thor. His mom died. The betrayal of Loki, once again. You know, uh, you know man. Um you know, there well Loki's death or what have you. Know, the Yet again. <laughs> yeah, in the air quotations. The situation with Gene. Okay. This takes us everything that he's gone through with Ultron. Okay. He's in Age of Ultron. From the Avengers almost falling apart again, really, because of Scarlet Witch messing with him. Um, mm-hmm. and then uh, well Wanda, she wasn't the Scarlet Witch at the time, but um and then coming back together and then here we go. Okay, let's go. We got to go back to Asgard. Thor is living his life. You know, he thinks his brother's dead. And he's not. Thor's making peace in the Nine Realms. You know, he's fighting. He's doing everything. But he's having these visions. He doesn't have Jane. But he's having visions of Ragnarok, right? Right. He's having visions of it. His dad is also realizes his time's coming. Thor finds out his brother is alive and he's been pretending to be his dad. They go to find his dad and what happens instantly? His dad dies. They find uh. his dad and his dad dies. So Thor, who thinks he's up here, is slowly getting his butt kicked. Everything that he thought he knew, he doesn't know. He thought his brother was dead. His brother's alive. He thought his dad was okay. His dad dies. And they yeah. got a sister. Okay. <laughs> He's got a sister that literally is death. She's hell on earth. She's a combination of like death and destruction and Ragnarok. Like every, she's the worst. She's one hands I, Mjolnir <laughs> and crushes, crushes it. Crushes. <laughs> By the way, one of the best, one of the best villains I've seen. Oh yeah, for sure. Love her. I love her. Watching Ragnarok again, I was like, yeah, there's, I loved you the first time. I love you now. Um, she was awesome. Super happy to see her. But she flat out schools them. I mean, to the point that she kills pretty much most of the Asgardians. She sends the rest packing. 
she rips out Thor's eye. She sends Loki and Thor to a junk planet, basically. Um, I mean, I'm not giving a breakdown of the movie. I'm just saying Thor is going through some crap. Right. And then immediately going into Thanos right after that. Like, and again, ooh. here's what happens. What do we, and this is what, this is why I think Thor and Love and Thunder is so important because what happens? Thor has to destroy his world, his home, where he grew up, where his dad grew up, where his mom died. He's got to destroy it in order to save the last, you know, 40, 50 people of Asgard or whatever. You know, whatever people have survived, he's got to save it, right? Mm -hmm. He's got, with his brother, who's alive, and the hawk that he finally found again. So, and he's got Valkyrie, thank God. Yeah. But, uh, which I need to get back to that. Why wasn't she on the ship? My guess is, um, like... Where'd she go? My guess is they, because if I remember correctly, they did have the the Asgardians we saw on Earth, they had managed to escape. And because pretty much, you know, that, that ship was gone. So the ones who oh, we saw on Earth, oh, you know, oh. got to escape and Valkyrie was pretty much the one who like... You're right. Took off with them. Yeah, I'm wondering where Sif is. Like, I'm guessing Sif is with them too because we haven't seen her since like... I thought she died. I think maybe. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I didn't, I don't remember seeing her in... Oh, uh, Ragnarok, though. Okay, the other members of his crew. Oh yeah, they're gone. <laughs> maybe Sif was off planet, like her, like how Thor was off planet fighting somebody else, and he came back. Maybe Sif was off planet. That makes sense because she, I remember she is like one of the top um, people in her in in that crew in that group. Yeah. So. So Valkyrie yeah. was on another ship with the other survivors. That's how we got the new Asgard. Okay. Yeah, otherwise we wouldn't have any of them. Like that every everyone on that ship was Dude, decimated. they killed everybody. So that's yeah. the thing. So just when Thor thinks everything's good, he doesn't literally I mean no, he doesn't like run into Thanos like down the way. No, he flat out runs into Thanos. Right, like Thor's like, man, all right, I think I think we're going to be good, guys. You know, we get to go go to Earth, make a new home. Oh, wow. ship right there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, and that's what's so interesting is he still hasn't processed the loss of his mom, the loss of his world, the loss of his friends, the loss of um, his father, the, finding out he had a sister and then had to kill her. Like, he didn't, he didn't process all that yet. And he just got Loki back for him to die again, again. Well, for real this time. And oh, yeah. by the way, what does Loki do? Idiot. Although it wouldn't matter. Um, <laughs> he brings the Tesseract on the ship. Hey, it, it, it worked at least. But I, you know what's crazy about that is that thinking back to the Loki show, how there is a multiverse where he actually managed to escape that. Like, I remember thinking... Man, I don't think that's, I think Loki's, like, I think he faked his death yet again. I mean, he did it all these other times. Why not now? You know, making a, a copy of himself. And I remember in the Loki show, that's what classic Loki did. So I kept thinking that happened. And I'm glad it went full circle at least, but it was a bummer. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Thor in Infinity War watches everybody that he just rescued dies. Literally watches his brother get the life choked out of him by Thanos. He watches Hulk get treated 
<laughs> like a newbie in jail. Okay. <laughs> he put him down. <laughs> all, all, it had nothing on him because why? Well, simple. Thanos is a very smart fighter. Hulk was rage. Thanos is smart. Not to say that if Hulk and Thanos fought again, uh, that Hulk might not get the best of them. But the bottom line is, Hulk's also been Hulk for how long? He's exhausted. He's mentally exhausted. You know, because he's been Hulk forever. He didn't change into Banner until Thor got him. And Thanos strategically hit Hulk in those areas like a fighter to knock him out. And he did. Which is smart, too, because in the comics, too, Thanos knows that while he can while he can beat Hulk, he knows he has to do it fast because the longer the fight goes on, the stronger Hulk is going to get. <laughs> well, and that's just it. And, and Thanos has said that in the comics numerous times. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, I can destroy Hulk, but I've got to do it now because if this keeps going, I'm not going to win. Yeah, you know, but let's not forget too. Thanos also put, dude, he put Hulk on a leash in the comic books. Oh yeah, it's it's <laughs> insane what we've what they've like done. <laughs> <laughs> He's beat him up, but this is again looking at Thor's character. This dude has had this story arc, and it's been death and destruction, and then he gets to finally the end of Infinity War, thinking. That he can kill Thanos and win. And it just doesn't get to him in time. He doesn't hit him where he needs. He doesn't cut his hands off. He d- Thanos gets the snap and disappears. And now the failure. The weight of the world. The weight of all those people. Half of life. You got two cats. One of them's dead. Thanos it's- falls on Thor. And he's done. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how I can't remember if this is the right word if it, if this was arrogance with Thor because he wanted he wanted Thanos to suffer for a bit to sh- you know give him a bit of pain just a snippet of what he had Thor experience instead of just you know going for the head like he went in Endgame and because of that one mistake we lost half the universe. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I've often wondered. You know, after watching that again. Because we've seen Thor do his, do have some arrogance and, and and narcissism when he's done things. I don't know. Man. Part of me thinks, I mean, maybe, but other part of me thinks, well, surely getting you know Stormbreaker in the chest is not going to make Thanos snap. Like, you know, <laughs> like if this thing can kill Thanos, certainly once I get him in the chest, he's not going to be thinking about snapping. You know. So I'm almost wondering if it was just one of those things that got the best out of him. Like, I don't know if it truly was arrogance or not. It could be. But I feel like it was because when he had it in his chest, and he, put- he like slowly pushes in and, you know, and he's like talking to him. He has his hand behind Thanos's head. You know, if I was him, I would have been like, I would have kicked that that Stormbreaker <laughs> in, go behind him and snap his neck. You know, it's like, come on, bro. Thor. Well, okay. Thor that's fast <laughs> but what about the other thing like i get like pushing it in slowly because i imagine i'd probably do something like that too but what about the other aspect does he even realize that thanos has all the stones he wasn't there he was fighting everybody in wakanda but he didn't see what thanos did to the avengers he didn't see that thanos 
you know, ripped the stone out of vision. He didn't witness any of that. Yeah, that's true. He came late into the battle. And then that that look in his face, too, gives that away, too, of how he that that sudden realization of, oh, I messed up. <laughs> he, says, what, he even looks at him and goes, what'd you do? What, 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 what's this? Like, so that tells me that he had no idea that he had all the, the stones. Yeah, like that fear in his face. Like as soon as he has the gauntlet, he's like, yeah, it's clear that he has maybe some idea, but not quite. And then, like you said, when he when he's asking, what did you do? Bruh, yeah, that was, that, that's a very good point. Uh, he, because they were all separated. Right. It was, it, like that, and that was something that even Iron Man said too. Like if we, if we fought together, it would have been, it could have been different, but yeah, that, that's a good point. Right. But Cap had to go run away because he was a big baby in Civil War. But anyway. <laughs> hey, we need a Bucky, man. <laughs> yeah, Bucky. A lot of good Bucky did. He got dusted. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, so bring us fast forward to Infinity War or to Endgame. The opening scene, Thor's still pissed off, but he's he's ready to kill Thanos. And he does. He chops his freaking head off. Um I went for the head. <laughs> Can't even get mad at him. He's like, look, he's not going to tell us anything. The stones are gone. Kill this guy. We fast forward even more. He's got new Asgard and Thor has literally let him. He turned into a frat boy. He's yeah. just drinking all the time. And look, don't get me wrong. Fat Thor with his buddies and playing like playing Xbox and PlayStation. Loved it. Great. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome because even fat Thor can still fight <laughs> oh heck yeah i mean honestly people were probably loving that thor because that's kind of more of an accurate thor <laughs> based yeah, on really, like, how he is in mythology <laughs> it really was kind of like a little a little uh you know mythology thor there for us yeah and it was kind of like <laughs> foreshadowing when, when when we get elder thor or what do they call him senior i don't know what they call him in the comics but he's uh, a gray beard and he's kind of got a little bit of a gut on him you know yeah I love that Thor, but um, he's distraught. Look, even after bringing, you know, Thanos to his knees and after they win and they destroy him, he is now left with nothing but the fact that Asgard is gone. Loki's dead. His mom's dead. His dad's dead. Natasha's dead. Tony's dead. Countless others of his of his crew are dead. Now what? Now luckily he became friends with the Guardians of the Galaxy. He really took a bond into them, you know, and all that. And but you can see it at the end when he hands over Valkyrie to be the king, queen, whatever you want to call her. You when he says you know, what are you going to do? He's like, I don't know. I got to figure out my place in this world. He doesn't want to be on earth anymore. He doesn't want to be there right now. Jane Foster dumped him gone. Everything that's on earth is a bad reminder. He can't uh, of, of, of a lot of things. He can't go back to Asgard because it doesn't exist. He's got nowhere to go. He's literally lost. At this point, he feels like I just want to put my hammer down. Oh, and by the way, we lost Captain America, too, because, you know, he just went and decided to live his life and get old. But (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) So he's lost everybody that he kind of 
lived his most of his life with, or at least very significant moments of his life with, so he decides to dip out. So what we're getting in this new movie is not the Thor that we knew. This is this is a man, yeah, he's focused. I mean, we see a little training montage, so we know that Thor's absolutely ripped in this movie. Uh, yeah. Which is dope, and it looks like he got his long hair back. Right. So that's rad. Um, but this is not the Thor. This this is still somewhat of a broken, lost Thor. And we don't know what's been going on with him and the Guardians during this time. We don't know what planets they've gone to, what adventures they've done, or where they end up. Or We don't know anything. But this is a broken Thor that's really kind of lost everybody he's loved. Yeah, he's still got some peeps. You know, he'd go hang out with Banner somewhere, I guess. Um, but his real peeps are are gone. Yeah, I mean, he's just got Korg and the Guardians, so it's yeah, it's quite a quite a loss. You know, most people, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, only one really left on Earth with him was uh, maybe Sif. Oh, not not on Earth, but like if Sif's still around, maybe. But then he, at least Valkyrie's still around too. He might not even know where she is either. Yeah, it, it, the fact that she hasn't really been addressed at all—it's like interesting to think what's being done with this character. I think we're going to see her. I think we're going to find out. My guess is that she was on another planet dealing with something. The Bifrost is gone because Asgard's gone. She had no way to get off that planet. Right. Yeah, that's that's quite possible there. It's possible, quite frankly, that she's on one of the same planets that Jane Foster ends up being on when she becomes the Mighty Thor. Who knows? Um, it's possible that she's on a planet that Gore the God Butcher comes to. And maybe that's how she gets off that planet to track down Thor. I don't know. Um, but that's my guess because she's, I didn't see, I, she did not die in Ragnarok. You are right. So, but the question is, what with Thor now? We know that he's going in to the battle of his lifetime. Yet again with Gore. Gore is coming to kill everyone. And Gore most likely is going to kill everyone. Um, Not Thor necessarily, but he's going to take out a lot of people. I feel like with this movie too, it'll kind of be a nice reminder to him of what it means to be a god. Because with this movie, since is Gore not wanting any gods to be around anymore because he feels they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I think he'll have some nice back and forth with Thor talking about, okay, you're a god. What, what's your purpose? Why are, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Because if you were, maybe I wouldn't be here right now trying to but, kill but you. Thor's not a god. The Asgardians, I mean, even Odin said we are not gods. I don't know. I feel like Thor would I mean, excuse me, I feel like Gore would think otherwise just because he has, like, this power. Well, um, he, yeah, and he might consider Odin, a, he might have considered Odin a god. because yeah. Of, yeah, but Odin did say that in the movie, we are not gods. And also, they're not immortal either. Yeah, but Thor does call himself the god of thunder, though, <laughs> so he uses well, the term. Well, he might, yes, <laughs> that's true, he is the god of thunder, but 
uh, yeah, that's true. He's just not God's, uh, maybe on the like sense of what Gore was been slapped. He's not a Zeus, you know. He's yeah. not a, um, I, I feel like Gore's not really going to care, though. <laughs> I feel I like he's Gore just going to be like. At all. I'm going to tell you right now, based on what I've read and what and I'm sure what you've read of Gore, he's not going to care. Right. And yeah, from what we saw in the comics, so, I mean, it's, it's like in the comics, Thor is like, yes, I am a god. And like, they're all like, yeah, we're gods. But of course, in the MCU, it's a little different. But I still feel like Thor considers himself one. I think you're probably right. Yeah. I think you're probably right. So going into it, are we going to see a reluctant Thor? Because base now, I know you watched the trailer, so don't tell me anything. Uh, <laughs> because you can't help it, I know. Uh, <laughs> each time I'm like, shh, don't tell me. Please don't tell me. Um, right. I've been holding. In, in, the teaser, <laughs> in the teaser, it looks as if. We see a couple of things with Thor. We kind of see a happy, a happy, fun Thor. I mean, other than his workout montage, um, we kind of see a happy Thor. We see a Thor that looks like he's got a little love interest that isn't Jane Foster, or at least somebody he's uh, given a lightning bolt to. You know, um, he looks like he's wanting to just live his life, right, and not be a quote-unquote hero not save the day are we going to see a reluctant thor is thor going to find out about gore the god butcher from the guardians is he going to find out just in his travels what has become of these gods that he's known and friends that he's known like in that one scene where we see that beast that is slain we know that that beast was was one of gore or one of uh thor's buddies that gore killed are we right is he going to be reluctant to go after this and have to have some help to convince him that he needs to go after this? Or is this going to be a situation that Thor, this is what Thor realizes his calling is and he just jumps in for the battle? I feel like it's going to be pretty much that where him and the Guardians are probably going to be like, up to some just some misadventures uh doing what they do best and then i kind of feel like along somewhere along the line they're gonna just possibly stumble upon that behemoth and then thor's gonna be like okay what's going on here and possibly as he's doing research i think that's maybe along the along the line of when he runs into uh jane foster perhaps and then um they do some stuff uh, and then that leads them to Zeus, perhaps. But I feel like it'll be something along those lines where he'll feel like, okay, something crazy is happening right now. Um, but you have a hammer, Jane. You're doing this. Am I really needed? I'm kind of not really like, I'm not really in the best place right now. I feel like he may be a little um, reluctant. I don't think it's going to be a big thing, though. I feel like it'll probably be resolved quickly where, especially when he realizes Jane is there and they'll talk and catch up and realize, huh? Cause I feel like, cause I mean, since it's called love and thunder, I feel like the two of them are more than likely going to rekindle that flame just because of the way how Taika Waititi kind of likes to use those type of um, connections, especially that and the music he uses too, that kind of foreshadows things. 
I love him. It's like it's like him and James Gunn, man. Just just give me a soundtrack, dude. They right. they crush it every time, man. Um, yeah, I think there's a couple things to think about with this. I think I think we're definitely going to see Thor take his arc to another level. I think you know I, I don't I don't think it's his final appearance. I know they're not handing off the franchise to Jane. That's not what they're doing. Um, and I don't think it's his final appearance, but I think this movie very much going to feel like his final appearance. Yeah. They may just do a break because of other characters they want to establish, you know, just to build the MCU, um, bring in Jane Foster because people love Jane Foster and just kind of continually build that roster and make it feel like a true universe where you can you you know you can't take a step without running into a marvel hero or or villain from the comics so i think it's just kind of that deal where they'll showcase that uh give thor a little bit of a break and then you know build up the other characters that are out there does um yeah i think i think you're right i think and i think it gives them the option too if they want to write if for some reason they wanted to write off thor and end it that they could because they they had that story. I don't think they're going to. I think he'll be back. Um, yeah, but they I, could leave it open just in case. Just in case, yeah. I think that we are going to see. There's a couple of things that intrigue me with the Guardians. Number one is in this preview, we don't see Gamora anywhere. Yeah, that's true. I um... and after watching Endgame, by the way, mm-hmm. she is on the ship. Right. She's with Nebula. She's with them all. So where is she? Are they just not showing her because that's just the way it worked out? You know, just happen to be those clips or because I know she's in the movie, you know, <laughs> um, or does something happen to her? She's probably learning from Drax how to, you know, be invisible. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, we know she's not going to die because they're there in Guardians 3 and they're in the holiday special. So. Yeah, they're not going to die yet. <laughs> I don't think there's any Guardians that are dying until Guardians 3, when Drax dies. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's more than likely, yeah. Yeah, that's my vibe. So, speaking of dying, does anybody major die? Is there a possibility that Thor dies in this? There is a rumor out there. There's rumors out there. So, there's a scene where Gork, is that his name, Gork? I was just call him Rock, dude. Uh, <laughs> um. Korg, yeah. Korg, yeah, I love him. Um, I love him, by the way. Just love him. Right. There's a scene where he's sitting down what looks to be like a cape or a mountain, talking to, I almost said younglings, I'm crossing. (laughs) Um, Where he's talking to people, you know, characters, telling Mm -hmm. a story. There's a theory going around. It's not even a theory. It's just an idea going around that he is telling them the battle of Gore the God Butcher and, and how Thor just defeated Gore, but Thor died in the process. I kind of get, like, the way the the way Korg is, I feel like it's going to be almost like a Rango situation. Did you ever see that movie, Rango? We watch it all the time, man. I love it. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be something like that where they, 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 they just have that, um, what's it called, that... Um, Oh, what's like over exaggeration. Yeah, like yeah, Rango will die eventually. You know, it's that type of deal. Yeah, <laughs> you might be right. I mean, uh, 
do you think it's possible? I mean, is is there anybody that that does die besides? You know, there's a possibility that Valkyrie might not make it out. That's my. We're more than likely going to lose Zeus. I don't. I don't picture Zeus uh, living through this. Bro, Zeus is dead. Yeah, either that or he's going to get a mortal wound where he's wound where he's not going to be around for too long. Um, I think that we are getting many of the gods. We're going to see a lot of gods because we know we got that awesome picture that I still love looking at with Jane Foster, Valkyrie and Bast sitting there at the chamber of the gods or the realm of the gods or whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. And I got a feeling that what they're doing there is discussing gore. But I got a feeling a lot of those seats are empty because of gore. Oh yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous too because it it would be such a shame to lose Valkyrie already, especially after just recently becoming. If I remember, if I remember correctly, she goes by. If I remember correctly, it's King Valkyrie at this point. Oh, yeah. So it, it'd be a, it'd be kind of a shame if she she got the mantle and then just lost it. Um, but I I feel like. I don't think there's going to be a lot of deaths of main characters. I feel like we're they're definitely going to come out of this jacked up. Like there's, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like going to be a, some maybe a, a limb lost or something. Um, but because we gotta, they, they definitely got to make sure that they truly showcase how crazy of a character th- um, Gore is. Because I mean. Gore is definitely on a level, on a Thanos level, um, without, you know, even, um, even with, without the, uh, even, or excuse me, even with the Infinity Gauntlet because of what Gore was able to accomplish with things like the God Bomb and all these other things in the, in the Necro Sword. So I, I would put him in that same, on that same kind of level, um, just because of what he was able to accomplish no, I- with that. I'm glad you brought up the Necro Sword because um, I, I, I wanted to talk about it. You know, I'm a big fan of that whole concept. And that is by far one of the most powerful weapons, if not the, in the galaxy, to be honest with you. Um, that and the God Bomb. That thing was. The God Bomb. Ooh. Oh, God. Yeah. They used one of Thor's kids to make that, too. Like, good God, dude. Yeah. That was crazy. That's brutal, man. Um, if you guys know what we're talking about, look up Gore the God Butcher God Bomb. I'm not going to get into it, but look it up. Trust me. Whoa. It's a very good read. I'm, there's wow. a few things in that comic I hope we see in this movie. Yeah, I want to see how they pull. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm excited about that. By the way, <laughs> look for a Gore t-shirt, too. And, uh, dude, it's like $35. Man. I'm not dropping 35 I mean, come on, inflation. Um. Like, bro, like, what happened to the days of, like, picking up a t-shirt that was cool for, like, 15 bucks? You know what I mean? Like, I, dude, don't get me wrong. I dropped some Quan on some freaking t-shirts, man, because I'm... Oh, yeah. And hats. I'm a hat dude. I I have too many hats, but (laughs) uh, it's, like, t-shirts, cool t-shirts, hats, and hoodies. That's what I buy. I don't even know why I buy hoodies when it's 150,000 degrees in Texas, but I can (laughs) buy them for the one time a year which is like one or two days I can wear it, you know? And then I, I, I changed my, I'm like, dude, I'm like Tina Turner on tour. It's like one o'clock, put a, <laughs> two o'clock, put another hoodie on. I got more wardrobe changes than Madonna, dude. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, talking about the Necrosword, how do you think they're going to address that? Do you think that they are going to introduce Null 
which is really where it came from in the comic books? Or do you think that they're not going to tell us how he got this and he's just going to show up with it? And then here's another. And I don't like to go with all these theories, but I'm going to bring it out. Mm-hmm. There's a rumor that, not even a rumor, just a theory. And I've heard it twice from two different people now, so that's interesting. That Gore and his ravaging and scounging of the galaxies stumbles upon Hela, stumbles upon Hela, who's basically dying because of everything that happened in Ragnarok, and takes her necro powers from her and develops the necro sword. Dude. I, 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 you know what? I wanted to like give it the thumbs down and say no, but then I was like, it's actually not bad. That's actually kind of cool. It makes sense because, I mean, Gore would be around. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to go that angle. Uh, I'm just curious. It's like, because if you introduce Null, that's huge, by the way. Yeah. And has so many connections to the Celestials and obviously the symbiotes. I mean, he's the big bad. He's the original big bad. Yeah. Trust me. And this dude has done, if you guys want to read some really cool stuff, read about Null. Holy crap. Yeah, that would be perfect because now they are Marvel is at a point now where they're no longer afraid to really go to places that they may not have tried in the in the previous phases, you know, pre or excuse me. Oh, yeah. Pre endgame. So even during the Infinity Saga, there were a lot of things um, that they were confident with, but they were still experimenting. And now. We have so many things established. They're at a point where they can, with full confidence, throw most things out there now, and it'll be um, happily received. Um, and you know, because there's so many things established, like the Eternals, the all the cosmic beings that we've seen so far. So I think this would be perfect now, since we do have uh, Venom at least a part of him in the MCU now. So having that little bit, the, we can, you know, have no, cause they could do it. Like, I mean, it, it's not like they have to showcase Noel and all his power and fortitude no. right now. They could just do the Thanos thing where they just show a bit of them. Um, maybe like a vision or something as um, Gore comes into the sword because it reminds me of the comics, how he got the sword from a fallen god. And they could do something like that where he just has that sim- sim- that similar situation. And through that touch, through that, um, what is it, osmosis, assimilation, whatever, he gets those visions because he gets connected to Noah. And I think that'd be kind of a cool way to kind of establish that. Um, well, yeah, you're establishing, like, without even really knowing it mm-hmm. establishing this symbiote hive mentality for when you decide when you want to go there you know what i mean yep i think it's cool i i, I don't know which way they're going to go with it uh, there's a part of me that thinks that we're not going to hear about null which i gotta be honest with you from a fan standpoint no is it going to ruin the movie for me no of course not from a fan standpoint that's going to kind of bum me out if we yeah there's a part of me that thinks that I don't think they're going to go that hell, that hella route. Although that's a really cool idea. That would be awesome. It'd be great to see hella again, even if it is, even if it would be in like a, in this kind of pitiful state, I'm but cool. yeah. What's that? 
I'd be, I'd be totally down with that. That's fun. You know? Yeah. But I do agree that if they didn't, um, at least establish no to some degree. And even if it was something as small as like a vision, just to kind of establish like that connection, like, Oh, we know what that is. It would be great. And if they didn't, it would be as bad, if not worse than how they haven't really been doing anything with Kang at the moment. I agree with you there. I, I agree with you there. I still have mixed feelings with this Kang situation. Um, I don't want to go off on that, but I, I love what they, the, the couple, the, the little fun hints. And I love the, the first time we've seen it, but they really, I mean, that was a year ago. And that we really saw anything with Kang. These little tiny hints and little nuggets of Kang don't really count. And we're, we're going into yet another movie. Cause I don't think Kang is going to even be connected to the Thor love and thunder, unless it's a post-credit scene. Um, we went through multiverse of madness and got nothing. Right. And which was very surprising. Yeah. So then you're going to go into after Thor, what are you going to go into? You're going to go into Black Panther. I don't think we're going to see any Kang in Black Panther. And then you're going to go into the new year. We're literally waiting until Ant-Man 3. Yeah, that's really weird. And then at that point, you better go full Kang ahead because he's too big of a character for you to, to have all this stuff happening in the background, watching in the background. And not give us anything. And I know we've talked about that a lot. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, but I kind of agree with you that I don't think anybody's going to die. Like, I think a lot of people are going to die, but I don't think any big characters are going to die. Like, maybe, yeah, I mean, Valkyrie, that's the only one I could see. And I don't, I think that'd be a waste to be quite honest with you, as much as I like when people die. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I don't know why. I just do. I just think it's great. I think it just solidifies the bad guys more. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with them definitely having the stakes, but I feel that these characters definitely can't come out unscathed. There definitely needs to be like some brutal moments where they're getting really messed up, where maybe one character is in a fight, just one fight. And you know, that's it for them. They can't find anymore because they're just so badly wounded, but characters like Valkyrie and Thor and Jane, I don't, I think it'd be a waste if any of them were to die in this movie. Um, Characters like Zeus, I mean, as grand as character Zeus is, it would be kind of a waste too, especially since this is his debut in the MCU. But it would be a good way to establish uh, gore because, I mean, I, Zeus, he is, he is the, the big cheese of the Greek mythology. So you take him out, that's really establishing. That's, that's essentially Thanos taking out Hulk in like five seconds in Infinity War. It'd be kind of that same grander, grander level. I, um, I, I, I would definitely say that most that any other gods that are hanging out in Olympus or whatever with Zeus, I bet money that, that they're not coming out alive. Yeah. And, 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 the and Marvel, I mean, all the gods exist, so they could have fun with that. Um, and people would love to, 
pick away at like, okay, who was that? Okay, that was Hermes. That was oh crap, was that Hades? <laughs> I really think we're gonna get that, dude. I think we're gonna right? that. and I think you're gonna have that where we're gonna be like, let's freeze frame this and dissect it and figure out what God's what. So I think that's cool. I heard a rumor that and you know, I always and as we wrap it up here, I always wonder why people complain about run times. I understand we all want this we all want these cool epic movies to be longer because we just want them to be longer, you know, because they're yeah. fun and all that. I do feel like I did agree with some people that I felt like Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness should have been longer. I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home was long and I could have watched another hour. Um yeah, with Multiverse of Madness, um for me I, I, as we've talked about before, I, I love that movie. There was there was not much about it that I disliked, but I that is one thing I feel like. Even though it, they did put in a lot of stuff that made it go by fast, but at a good pace at the same time, so I feel like if they did put more into it, I wouldn't have complained for sure. I, I feel like it definitely could have used some more stuff. I would have loved to see more Illuminati, especially um, more Reed Richards and them, but. Um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't a big issue for me with Thor. I, the runtime seems fine with me. I, I don't really have an issue with most of the runtimes of these movies, but I, yeah, it, it is weird that people are complaining. I guess they kind of expect these big movies. Like I, I can understand it to a degree because this is, it appears to be the end of the Thor saga as we know it. So it makes sense that this would be basically thor's no way home situation you know the 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 end of his saga this particular saga so i can see why they're like oh why isn't it three four hours like Endgame or no way home where i can understand that but it's like if they feel like that's enough then it's enough <laughs> well we just don't need a, every single movie to be two and a half two forty five three hours as mm-hmm. much as i think it's cool we just don't need it I mean, the very first Thor movie was one hour and 54 minutes. Yeah, that's pretty fair. I mean, you know, what's, what's 11 Thunder supposed to be? Isn't it like two well, hours or something? I'm hearing two hour, nine minutes, and I heard one hour, 59. You know, That's one, not bad. But then, right, so then you look at Dark World. Dark World was a little over two hours. Ragnarok was a little over two hours. Ragnarok's not a long movie. Yeah. So, again... They crammed a lot. When you look at the weather, whatever you agree with, whether you like the first Thor or, or the second one or whatever, they did put a lot. They put a lot of story into the first Thor and a lot of story into that. Now, if we're saying, hey, I just hope we see gore enough, I don't think they're going to waste their time by building up gore to where we don't see him. I think we are about to see gore for a lot. We may not see him interact with Thor the whole time, obviously, but I think we're going to see gore plenty because I've been reading what um, Chris Hemsworth said and uh, Natalie Portman and homegirl who plays Valkyrie. I can't remember her name. She said that here they are having this action movie where at times it's kind of weird and quirky and colorful but then it's violent and then it's different. And then Christian Bale walks on the set and Chris Hemsworth literally said he changes the movie. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> delivers his lines and you're like, uh, we're in a different movie now. Like here we are having fun beating up these creatures. And then all of a sudden he walks on the set and Chris Hemsworth's like, I'm not kidding. Like this is terrifying. And he changes it. 
And I believe that. They're not just hyping up the movie. So they're going to put a lot of effort into these characters. And like you said, if they can tell the story in two hours, nine minutes, okay. I'm okay with that. Just give me a cool, you know, cutscene. Don't give me Bruce Campbell, you know. Yeah, you know, or, it's over. <laughs> or some stupid, stupid, stupid play of the Avengers. Don't give me that. <laughs> Worst cutscene I've ever seen. It was funny for a minute, but then it was like they were singing the whole song. Yeah, I I feel like with the pacing too. That's everything. So and the pacing is generally on you know top tier with these movies. So. Okay. Once, you know, when the pacing is there, that that usual like two hour mark or sometimes a little under is they that's the sweet spot for most of these movies. And it's pretty good. Um, I agree. Even Captain America, the first Captain America movie is only two hours and eight minutes. Yeah, that was that was excellent. And so, I mean, Civil War was longer, but it had to be that. Oh, yeah. You know, again, this was a movie. This was an Avenger-esque movie. You know, Infinity War and Endgame had to be. But you look at some of the other ones. Like the first Doctor Strange movie is like two hours. You know? That's aged well, too. Like, I remember watching that uh, shortly before Multiverse of Madness, and I was, like, catching so many more things. <laughs> yeah, I paid attention a lot to that. Okay, so final thoughts before we leave here. Um as far as Thor goes, uh, where do you where do you think that Love and Thunder, without seeing it, based off the previews, where do you think you're going to rank it in the four Thor movies? I know it's a question, but <laughs> so right now Ragnarok is top Thor for me. Right. I am going to. I'm actually expecting this movie to top Ragnarok for me, even though we don't have Loki, which is so sad. I'm but. A- <laughs> yeah but it's gonna be hard to top ragnarok for sure because it was so much good that happened you know we had so many good characters but we have so many good characters in this movie too like we have the guardians in there we have valkyrie like it's a great cast so with that alone i feel like this will definitely top ragnarok i think this will be my top favorite thor yeah i i think i'm gonna agree with you on that you know and i love loki i just don't want to see him in the movie um yeah, it'd be it'd be weird. Like there's, I feel it, as sad as it is. I feel like I know people want this current Loki to reunite with our Thor, but it's like, nah. It's I don't. I think it. it's done. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. Um, I think I agree with you. I think that the Thor Love and Thunder. I, I think that by the time I see it, I think it's gonna rank as my top. Ragnarok's up there. Um, followed by Thor. And then Dark World, and and I'm I don't even hate Dark World. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I, for me, I remember when I ranked the, all the movies on TikTok. I was like, Dark World was, um, for me, it was. I think I remember if I, I it was like okay, good, excellent. I remember saying good if I remember correctly. So uh, yeah, if that's your weakest movie, that's not bad. Um, right. Yeah, I think it's going to be up there. I think we've got an amazing cast. I think that there's a lot of cool storylines. Uh, especially not just coming from Gore, but the whole Jane Foster thing. There's a lot of questions, you know. It seems that they are going to follow some of the comic books where she got her powers because of a health issue. Because um, oh, I hope to go there. She had co- cancer in the comics, wasn't it? Yeah, and that that was one theory I thought they may address. Is one theory was 
Um, well, yeah, it, it's more than likely she she's probably going to have cancer, most likely because of the uh, the um, Infinity Stone being in her for so long. Yes. What was it? What did they call that? The, the dark, not the dark hold. The uh, ether, the I believe. Uh, yeah. Well, that makes sense too. And you know what? They could also really simply tie it up to where the reason she broke up with Thor is because she found out she was sick. Yeah, that that was another th- theory I had too, where. Thor maybe does help for a while and, you know, takes her. Cause that, I remember that was a panel from the comics where um, Jane is like, it's okay. I'm going to just do this on my terms. You know, Thor is like, dude, I, I I know all this type of magic that can help. And she just flat out says, dude, the, the, that type of magic comes with a cost. There's no, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you. But I'm just going to do this right. on my terms. Cause look what the ether did to me when it was in my body for like 10 minutes, you know? Right. Like she, she got it taken out by Rocket, and then Cap had to put it right back in her. <laughs> right? Yikes. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, Good job, Cap. <laughs> there, there, there you go again, you know. I don't know. You know my thoughts on it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. I think it's going to be great. Now, Do you, when are you seeing it? I am seeing it Saturday for sure. Obviously, guys, tickets aren't on sale yet for us. Although I imagine in the next week, um, it, when we we're recording this, obviously in June, you guys listen to it, and tickets have already been on sale. Um, I imagine for us, though, tickets will go on sale within the next eight days or so, um, nine days for Thor. And uh, I'll be seeing it Saturday morning. I'm going back to Flicks Brew House and giving them a plug uh, because uh, they definitely helped me with uh, seeing Jurassic Park. Uh, which we're going to talk about on our wisdom sessions. If you guys haven't followed us on wisdom, check it out. Uh, oh yeah. But uh, I'm going to be seeing it that Saturday. Are you doing the Sunday thing again? Um, when does it drop again? It drops do, 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 the eighth. Okay. I'm going to try and go for Friday night because I did Friday night with Jurassic world. And even though I had another kind of, really chill crowd even though there was seventh uh sorry it's the seventh my bad i had like like three-fourths of the theater was filled and it was like people were just kind of silent for us it was weird but um yeah i'm gonna try for friday night because it seems like it's a okay enough crowd where it's not too packed um because i saw it friday night at like eight so i I might try that again uh for thor uh because you know waiting those extra days for No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness was killing me. <laughs> Especially after I'm like, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to try and just do Friday this I time. I think Thor's going to be busier, dude, than what you saw for Tracked Park. I'm not even putting that movie down. I just, oh, no, I get you. Marvel, It's I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing, So you'll be seeing it before me then, but I'm seeing it bright and early Saturday morning, mimosas and all, um, 10, 10.45, somewhere around that that time uh, probably like I did for Multiverse of Madness so guys I would expect a post wrap up wisdom sesh sometime that weekend talking about it but in the meantime oh, yeah. go watch Thor uh, check out uh, Nick's podcast and his TikToks you can go ahead and well I'll tag all the usual suspects and uh, post the links and all that you can actually find his links on the life of an average show podcast.com uh, he's under my guest list so it has uh, all his stuff there you can listen to his podcast as well as uh, check out his artwork and check out uh, all the fun stuff we're up to on TikTok. Um, real quick, though, again, don't forget to listen every Wednesday. 
you don't have to listen on Wednesdays, but you can listen at least in the first week of the Life of an Average Show podcast. New episodes drop every Wednesday. I got to give a shout out to Lucky 13s, my sponsor. Those guys are great. They just sent me. I'm stoked, too. It's this new. Uh, they're great. If you've got tattoos, and uh, whether they're new or old, this stuff is phenomenal. Um, they just sent me this new balm. It's 100% natural. Uh, no, no. Uh, fragrance on there cruelty free they don't test this crap on animals or small Aww, children. joking <laughs> i know or small children but, uh, <laughs> but what's great about it is you know a lot of times we spend this money on these tattoos and they're not cheap and some of our tattoos i don't care how much we take care of them they just fade in time it's just life it's like skin they fade in time but one of the most important things about it is taking care of the skin underneath it so when you put this balm on you put it on a couple times a day and you just let it soak right into your skin. It doesn't just make the tattoos pop and bring the colors back because that, that's one of the coolest things. But one of the better things and healthier things is it repairs the damaged skin underneath your tattoos. And repairing that skin will actually hold the ink in longer. So those tattoos that you got four or five years ago, six years ago, they look like you just got them. They're fresh. And I have pictures on my Instagram of before and afters. Um, and I'm telling you right now, you're not going to notice it right away. You're not. But you do it one, maybe one or two times a day for the first seven days, you significantly notice it. And it, the great thing is that whole time, it's rebuilding your skin cells. It's rebuilding and replenishing your skin. This, These guys are great. So they gave me a new balm. It's a travel balm. And uh, I'm going to try it out. I mean, I, it's, it looks pretty cool. So big shout out to Lucky 13s. If you guys are uh, tattoo heads like myself, uh, you can go to the life of an average show podcast.com, click the link, get 25% off whatever you buy. Um, Nick, nice. thanks for uh, talking Thor with me. Always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, thanks. I was very happy to come on. It's great to talk more about it, especially now that I've been able to dive more into his side of the comics too and get refreshed on the world of Thor. So I, I, I'm uh, really happy to come on for this. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, we will have more to talk about, I'm sure, once we watch the movie in a couple of days. Guys, we are, uh, again, uh, For if you want to hear our post thoughts on Thor, uh, you can check out Wisdom. Um, of course, uh, you can check out all of our Wisdoms, uh, that our conversations about Star Wars, Marvel, DC, cartoons, life. We go all over the place on Wisdom. Uh, we're about to go on there right now. You can listen to our Jurassic Park. So, um Thanks again, and I will see you guys next week on the Life of an Average Show podcast.